0: Yo, what's good, y'all? <laughs> what's good with you? I'm loving that jacket. Yo.
1: You've been talking about this jacket <laughs> since the moment you saw me today. Uh, For those of you yes. who don't know, I'm wearing a green jacket <laughs> yes. and it's a green Nike jacket. Yes. And Tamara has been eyeing it. Yes. Yes. For the past two hours. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and thank I you. It look, thank, I think
0: it looked look great on me. Thank, just, thank just you to for say. the
1: thank you for the compliment. I you know I, I like my green. Mm, so do Nike. I. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you like. <laughs> yes. Ladies and gentlemen, is your favorite campus uncle, it's Uncle Fred. Definitely in the building. I'm here with my sister, Pain Struggle, also in Victory, the Liberated Project Check
0: What's good, And y'all? we are the two
1: educators on the run. This is for the love of y'all. We back, running, y'all. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> we running. running. Yeah. It, it, you know what? I ain't running from shit. I'm, listen. You I do running then. from nothing. I mean, you know what? I, I'm not going to open up my mouth because I was about to spill some beans about shit that's happening on this campus. But I'm not going to do it because, yeah. Just we're, because. We're just, so
0: listen, before we jump in, before we dive, yep. before we cut it all the way up and around, let's hit you with our disclaimer. Everything we say we own. Yep. Period, Pooh. Yep. Our ideas, our thoughts, and our opinions belong to us.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you can't get right, you will get left. You'll get left. I need a shirt. We need that
0: shirt. I know, yo, bro. I, I know. I own our merch, on our merch, we right, right, that. right. Nikita, hey, girl, hey. We
1: need that. We need that. Is that like you trademark that or you copyright that? Which one?
0: Which trademark. One? You
1: trademark that. Let's right? Trademark. Yeah, we gotta trademark that. Trademark. Cool. trademark. How much that cost? Well, anyway, that's another some, discussion. Some dollars. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> y'all. So listen. Couple things that uh, we want to talk what you got about. On your mind? Okay, so not everything, because y'all should y'all heard the sigh. So obviously, there is death has been in the air, right? I, I know For it just sure. sounds so deep and depressing, right? But death has been in the air, and we have lost some prolific. And inspiring and impactful people within the last, what, month or so? Month and a half, right? Sure. And uh, it has been said that death does come in threes. And I think we have just experienced in this cycle our third death with the late great Pop Smoke. Uh, Rest in peace. And this sparked the conversation because or sparked the idea of wanting to talk about not death in itself, but to talk about if you were to die today.
0: Mm, Come on now.
1: What would be your lasting legacy here on this earth? How would people remember you? Will people remember your name? Will they remember the things you do? Or will they remember the fact that you're just full of shit and you just wasted your life? Mm. You know what I'm saying? I do. And uh, the reason why this came up is because, you know, we we talked about Kobe. We did. You know? Muhammad baby, Muhammad, And what Kobe has meant to us, you know? And, you know, now to this younger generation, another leader, shall we say? passed away in pop smoke. And I know that uh, I haven't listened to a lot of his music. Neither. I. I didn't even know who he was until I heard his voice. When I heard his voice, I was like, oh, oh that guy died. I was no. like, oh, because, you know, you hear him a lot throughout the campus and, you know, just on, on a lot of music today. And I know that he was very influential. He, he's from Brooklyn, right? Yes. Brooklyn, New York, you know, and uh, from Canarsie. Right. And, uh, you know, so very influential. And we up here in Buffalo have a lot of students here that are from Brooklyn. So I know that when the news hit the scene, uh, the campus kind of was silent. Mm. There's a lot of students that were shocked and impacted by this. And I had a conversation with a student in my office who just so happens to be somewhat affiliated with this gang that he's with. And the whole entire time, the student is just distraught because he I guess he knew him. Wow. And, you know, he was just distraught. He couldn't believe it. But the whole time he was just talking about like how great of a person he was, you know, and all this potential that That he had. had. So it kind of made me reflect on a couple of things, because at the end of the day, when we leave, We always want to leave something behind. And, uh, you know, whether it's wealth, whether it's uh, your name or if it's a reputation, you know, accolades, achievements, you want to leave something behind so that people could remember you forever. So I guess that's the conversation that we really want to have.
0: So thinking about the conversation, legacy and what we're doing with our life. So I'll ask you a question of your scholar and I'm not certain if he was able to go into any depth and any detail. But did he indicate whether he shared with Pop Smoke how much he meant, how inspirational he felt he was? What did was he able to at any particular time share that with you? Or did you ask?
1: I asked him, I said, well, you know, not only how did you know him, but like what has he done for you personally Mm -hmm. that is making you grieve such a life right now. And he was just talking about how, like, I guess like, they grew up in the same neighborhood and um, he would see him like during the summer times and stuff like that. And he would always like come back to the neighborhood mm. and he was always seen like doing good. What that good meant, I don't know. OK. But it was in a positive light, right. you know. He was the same type of guy. I guess he was in these streets. Right. You know, but I guess when he started to make it big and started to make money and all this other stuff, that I guess he was beginning to change some behavior. Mm. And the streets started seeing some changes.
0: So, some changes for the good, changes or change for the,
1: for the, for the, the good. bad. Changes oh, okay. for the good. Okay. So, but I don't just want to harp on Pop Smoke. I know he's the most recent death, but. You know, when we talk about legacy and what people leave behind and how we want to be remembered, you know, if I could speak freely, I remember one death in particular of a public figure who, when he died, like, I remember the day, I remember the time, I remember what I was doing Mm. when he died or when they announced that he died. I remember it was on the radio. Okay. I was at the Boys and Girls Club and I was mopping the floor. (laughs) Mm. and I had the music blasting. I was the only staff in the actual Boys and Girls Club at the time, prepping for the kids to come in, you know, and go about my day. And then 93.7, I believe it was Adri V, she announced that the king of pop, Michael Jackson, we just found out has died. And I remember I dropped the broom Mm. and I ran to a computer and I'm typing up and I'm trying to, you know, because, yeah, you had your phone, but
0: still it wasn't like. Right. It wasn't real.
1: Yeah. See so it. I'm going to a computer and I'm seeing tabloids all over the place. And then I'm changing to different news networks. And all I hear is the King of Papas died. And immediately the first thought in my mind that went was this can't be true. Right. You know, not Mike. Because when you think about people who in the public eye have died, they're like immortalized. Mm. Like you want them forever, you know. Yeah,
0: I guess that's the it, selfish
1: part of it. Yeah, us, you right. want them forever. You want to be able to see them forever. And, and you want to and experience them, them forever. Mm-hmm. And when he died, you know, the world stopped. Literally and figuratively for it, some time. It stopped. And you know, I sat there and I cried. I cried for like an hour because mm-hmm. I was just in disbelief. And I remember I got phone calls. Everybody that's in my family, that's in my circle knows that I'm a Michael Jackson fan. And when he died, I mean, relatives, fraternity brothers, friends, my wife, everybody's mm-hmm. hit me up. Are you okay? No. <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. You know, I'm not. You know, and and I remember the funeral Mm -hmm. and they had the, they had the funeral. I think Mm -hmm. the funeral was in LA. It was at the Staples Center as well. And he started a trend, you know, because everybody started like, I think after he passed, like people started like doing the funerals and like these large, like not even Whitney, Whitney had it in a church. Her funeral was in a church, Mm -hmm. you know, but Michael in the Staples Center. And I never,
0: again, to speak into the enormity. Yeah, you know how can we, you know, make room for all of the individuals that so loved, right. appreciated, adored, and right. respected him for his artistry right. and his craft.
1: And I'll never forget Usher. Usher, Usher. Yes. he was like it was something about that moment, that song, "Gone Too Soon." sang by usher mm-hmm. and that every t- even if i were to hear it today i would probably break, just break like you down. break me down, break you down right because it was just so it was so painful to experience mm-hmm. that's just like just recently with the all-star game with jennifer hudson
0: oh and how i couldn't she even watch sang, it i couldn't even watch it uh, the, the
1: song and the tribute to kobe bryant I couldn't watch it Same like that same feeling just Tears, you know.
0: I I not want to put myself through that anymore. And
1: then I guess what gave me peace was the fact that, like, I think like that whole month they were just like showing old concerts and Mm. old documentaries and you know old videos of michael and i was just and i remembered as a kid how i felt looking at these videos dressing up like mike in my penny loafers white tube socks you know up here dancing couldn't tell me nothing at all i'll never forget like i was like in the first second grade dead of winter walking to school in penny loafers Just because Because of the influence. Because of Michael Jackson's influence influence. with
0: a thriller jacket on, you know, just. So, so with that, since, you know, we're not, the conversation isn't a morbid conversation. A conversation is really a celebration. It allows us to pay homage to persons that have been able to offer their greatness to the world in which we experience it. Right. Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Prince Charles would be elated that I said that that was for Charles. Yes. And because I'm a Michael Jackson fan, I remember standing outside of the record theater on Main Street across from Kenesha's College to stand out, (laughs) slept outside in the night to get tickets to the Victory Tour that was taking place in Orchard Park. Yeah. I remember.
1: I'll never forget where I was when I found out that he was here. We was on Wakefield and we was upstairs in my aunt's apartment because we lived no we lived upstairs and they lived downstairs and we my aunt rashida played a joke on us saying that we got concert tickets to michael jackson let's go right now and i remember i ran to my room (laughs) to grab my jacket because i think it was like it was like it was like dead of winter it was like winter or something like that.
0: It was the fall or
1: fall or something, it was but fall. it was cold and it was at it was at the Bill Stadium.
0: It was Orchard Park, yes. Matter of fact, I'm lying. It wasn't. It was in the summertime.
1: And I ran. I got my stuff and I sat on the couch waiting to see this guy so we can leave. And we oh, never went. That was a cruel. Joke. We never went. I'll we'll never. Forget, I'll, I'll never forget. But. <laughs> I, I, she was infamous for stuff like that. But <laughs> it, here's
0: here's a question that I have. And this is something- I was going to ask you a question. Oh, go ahead. Ask, ask away. Go ahead. I was going to ask you a question. So with that, and we're talking about legacy, mm-hmm. um, you ha- being the father of three beautiful children, yep. your uncle, yep. um, the relationship you have with your wife, your brother, and your mother, mm-hmm. if it were to end- <laughs> no nope, go ahead go ahead go Charles ahead. was like wait I was like wait a minute hold on Charles getting ready to jump me y'all he was like wait
1: nah go ahead go so ahead.
0: let's just say un- before you foresee it because we all kind of have an image in our head or when we want to right mm-hmm. transition that's what I'll say and speaking of transition let me tell you how beautiful this is today is my father's birthday my father transitioned 2016 Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're talking four years ago, January 2016. So this legacy conversation and what we leave behind is significant in a multitude of ways. So thank you again for wanting to have this dialogue. Sure. Right. So if your transition doesn't happen when you felt like you have done enough, how would you feel? Would you feel like, oh, my goodness, I've spent my time well, I have told the people that I loved, I love them and they know that the scholars that I have an opportunity to touch and feel and to experience, Mm -hmm. would they be able to say, yes, we know Mm -hmm. they don't just call you, you know, um, your campus, you know, um, favorite uncle for no reason. So how do you feel about that? Because not in a morbid kind of way, like I love Steve yeah, Jobs, yeah, yeah. too. Right. I'm an entrepreneur. And he talked about I think it was at Stanford and he talked about, again, the reason why he went so hard is because he knew that ultimately it, it was going to end because it guess what? It's going to end for everybody. Right. So what about you? Let's just say it does. You're not ninety nine. When you transition or 89.
1: If God were to take my life tonight and I transition, (laughs) I transition and I'm up there with Him. I think I would really be pissed off how <laughs> to be, I
0: will okay, come. Okay, so why would you be pissed I off? Will because that's what we're talking upset. about, right? We're talking about, we said this season was dedicated to Mamba mentality. Yeah. And this this conversation legacy isn't a morbid conversation yeah. and is a conversation about the legacy that we want to leave behind. You have an idea of what that looks like. Yeah. All right. So why would you be pissed off?
1: Be- because I feel like now within the later Parts or the early parts of my adulthood. Like I'm just now beginning to come into my own. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It took me 36 years, 36, I'm 38, but it took me 36 years to have this sense of confidence to Mm. open up and to like give something of myself that I feel that I can contribute to the world. So it's, you know, so I I would I would really be like, I don't want him to say you should have done this. I don't want I don't want him to look at me and tell me like, you know, you missed out on an opportunity because, you know, I don't want that to happen.
0: I I don't. I I want him
1: to look at me and say you did all you could do.
0: So do you think, Okay, yay, let's go there. Do you think when it when the transition happened for our beloved Michael and Whitney and Prince and Kobe? Do you think that when if, if we believe in heaven, right, mm-hmm. St. Peter and the pearly gates and when they were able to kind of, you know, wrap themselves in, you know, the comfort of knowing that they've done well, do you believe that they were tra- the transition happened because they had done everything that they were called to do?
1: No, I don't.
0: Ooh, okay. I don't. I don't do believe tell. so
1: because some things.
0: So you so you believe that their legacy, there was still more than their legacy.
1: Yeah. I do. I think that there was still more that could have happened. Look, our brother Malcolm.
0: Mm, Come on, talk about it. His birthday was just um, last week, right?
1: Yeah, his anniversary, his death Death, anniversary was just yesterday. And the documentary that you read, you watched, excuse me. You know, I believe that one, I believe that, you know, you're about to die. Ooh. Do you, I do. I believe you know you're about to die because anybody you look at Pac, you look at Malcolm in the documentary, Malcolm talks about how he feels like he's about to die. But, His time okay, is up. but he,
0: all right, so let's talk about that. I love that you're absolutely right. I've read Malcolm X, the book, so mm-hmm. for y'all, really, really, if you've not, and I you invite really you, need it to is see one this of the best works ever, ever, ever. Matter of fact, my book. Has been read so many times. The spine is broken. The pages are yellow. And the pages are actually coming undone. because the spine buy it is again. Broken. Yeah, I have to buy it again as well. Matter of fact, I think that might be some gifts that I might be giving I to out. Buy it again. But let's talk about, you say, I believe, you know, we know. To, to some. Well, right? I won't okay. say all. Right, because but ma- of some, course, Malcolm, M- Martin. Yeah, be- they Because knew. think about the work. Pac. What well, Pac talked about as well.
1: And I'm saying, I believe like Big.
0: You think Biggie? You know, because they it?
1: spoke these things in the universe. His, look at Big's album, mm-hmm. like Ready to Die.
0: Mm. But is but, things, but is that be, is, but was that because of the environment? Most black and brown <laughs> men who live in the hood, they don't believe that they're going to live past 25. Isn't that the isn't that the conversation? Not so true. was it more not necessarily because he was big, big that we know a big papa or was it the fact that he was, you know, straight up in the hood and in that space and trying to make ends meet?
1: Let's, okay, so let's
0: I think we have a good dialogue here. So let's bruh. talk
1: about Kobe. Yes, let's talk about Kobe. Tracy McGrady, when he had his interview. He was just and so just and told he was so distraught. Yes. I, he brought up the fact that Kobe in his early years used to always tell everybody that he wanted to die young. He did. And Tracy would be like, What are you talking about, dude? He was like, nah, seriously. He's like, yo, like after I've accomplished all that I have, you know, I wouldn't mind dying young. Like it's okay. I could die young. I'm okay with that. Now, obviously, that was free, but you know, but you speak these things, and sometimes when you speak these things and you put them in the universe, sometimes these things
0: now like, listen it just me, happens. And now you know, I I speak about it the universe, happens. and I know words are real, and I do believe that when you put them out there in the universe, the universe conspires to make them happen. Universe ninety nine, just saying ninety nine for me. You can take me at ninety nine. And the only reason why I say that because I had a great aunt that just transitioned at ninety nine, so it's in my blood, it's in my DNA, it's mm-hmm. in my pedigree. Mm-hmm. Okay, ninety nine universe because I stuff to do. Mm-hmm. However, yes, I heard trait, I saw, experienced that, and but do you think that Kobe would have said that? Post having a family, just him and um, Vanessa just had another baby girl. Of course he was not. Now of course Gianna. not because okay. you
1: know, of course not. But it still doesn't change the fact that you he put did it say out it.
0: There. Uh, you better say it. It sure doesn't put it change out there. It. So Absolutely. like when you put
1: it out there, like you can't so, take it back. <laughs> so like for an example, I was when I was going for a cruise, right, and we had church on the boat, and we was with this pastor. This pastor told my wife that there's a three second rule, uh-huh. right. Anytime something bad comes in your mind, whether it's a bad thought or a bad feeling or something like that, you got three seconds to rebuke that. thing. Mm. Because if you don't, it's kind of like it's out there. Mm. So if you let it out there and you do nothing about it, you know, it just sits there and it could eventually just come back mm. and it can manifest, you know, and you don't know when it comes, but it'll just be out there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like, even like with someone like Tupac, Tupac was consistently talking about like how, like people are conspiring against him. He felt that death was on him at every given moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, you know, evidently, you know, uh, the inevitable happened, mm. you know, and, and, it's just
0: so how do we so since we, we we began and opened this dialogue, this exchange about it not being a morbid conversation yeah, yeah. about it being a conversation about life, celebration, love and legacy. Sure. How do we move forward in what we do as educators, as parents, aunts and uncles, collaborators? What do we do? What can we do not only for ourselves but all of the spaces that we intersect? In? And then how can we impress upon those individuals that we come in contact with about the importance of doing the work right now? Our sc- so remember, what was it, three years ago? Mm-hmm. We had two scholars within weeks apart from one another. They were getting ready to graduate, two male scholars, Mm -hmm. right? They were roommates, roommates, black and brown, young men, brilliant, GPA, whatever. And they didn't make it. They didn't get to graduate. They didn't get to walk across the stage a couple months before. And some of our scholars Think, oh, well, I'm only 17. I'm only 19. I have the rest of my life. Sometimes the rest of your life is 19.
1: Ooh, that hit hard right there. That hit me. That, ooh, ooh.
0: Jameer holding his heart, too.
1: (laughs) The rest of your life is only
0: 19. Jesus, what do you even say to that? Exactly. So, how old was Pop Smoke? 28. Thank you, universe. There you go. And we live in a we live in
1: a time now where people be like you only live once, you know, like live would, fast, you know. Rick Ross has a song that's called "Live Fast, Die Young."
0: Yep, it and is. look
1: what's happening. Yep. people are living fast and, and they're dying, dying young.
0: young. And so let me people say you only live once, right? Is that the, mm-hmm. right? I have another angle. If you're truly Living out your brilliance, you live every day, you only die once. I have another angle, a second angle. It says, only a coward experiences multiple deaths, only a valiant man experiences one. one. That's <laughs> that, Cause one. that means you're standing on that vanguard. That means that you do, you're doing that doggone thing. So what do you so what do we say? What do we do if it's only 20? We're, we're sitting around some of them right now. Some of them on the team, because at the end of the day, that's real. Yeah. Okay. we know what's going to happen. Not everybody's going to get to 90. Not everybody's going to get to 80. Not everybody's going to get to 55. That's real. Yeah. So what do we do? Our platform, we said that we're two educators on the record, on the run, doing the work and having conversations that are difficult to have. How do we show with our example, this is what it looks like. It's difficult, but when it's about leaving this place
1: better than you found it. You know what? So in part, if you could put it in your mind that life is short. Because it is. Right. And really come to grips with that. hmm I think, so for me, knowing that life is short, I know that I want to take advantage of every day that I have possible to do something, some good, somewhere to impact somebody. Because not only- is, a, is it a responsibility to others, but it is a responsibility to me. And now because of the fact that I do have I do have kids and I have a wife that looks up to me and when they see me, they see legacy. You know, it is, a, it is important. Right. It yeah. is important for me to be this model. You know, not only just for them, for my students, mm-hmm. you know, for my colleagues, mm-hmm. you know, it's important to me to to every day because of the fact that life is short and you don't know when the time comes, you know, to be able to do any and everything that you can that is within your will. Right. To do some good to change the world. Mm to impact the world in some way. And that impact might not come immediately. Mm-hmm. It might come in the form of someone else mm-hmm. that believed in you to carry out a message, mm-hmm. you know, legacy. But here's another question. Let me shift the okay, let sure, me shift sure, the sure. conversation. Right. Right. So you see how we're talking about death, right? And we're getting like we're not just talking about the con the the death in terms of like death itself, the experience, because mm-hmm. we don't know what the experience is like. But, you know, why is it that in the black and brown community, when it comes to death and it comes to people that die that are significant to us, why do we always end up valuing their lives after they transition? Why can't we just value them now in the moment? For an example, people who have grudges with folks. Mm hmm. If that and, and and more than likely if you have a grudge with someone and it's a strong grudge, mm-hmm. it's because you were really like close with this person, right? In some form, way or fashion. Mm-hmm. Now if that person were to die, mm-hmm. you can't tell me that you ain't gonna feel anything. You know what I'm saying? And there's always that feeling of regret, like, damn, I should have put that beef aside.
0: So what's the question?
1: The question is, is why don't we, what is it about and death that makes us honor people after they die. So why was, why can't we? Because we're,
0: because it's not about the person who's died. It's about us. We're being selfish. That's what it is. You carrying that baggage. You're carrying the fact that you didn't make amends with your uncle, your grandmother, your ex, for whatever reason. Like if like for an example, for an example, I wouldn't
1: know how to live with myself if I still had a grudge with my dad, and my dad yes, is on his deathbed, ta- I remember you talking and about that. Sure, I didn't have an opportunity to just tell him I love right. him and I'm sorry and all this other stuff. Like I wouldn't know how to live with myself if I had still a grudge with him. Right. But because of the fact that he's still here, he's still living, you know, and I put all that aside day by day. Whenever I get an opportunity, it's like, "Yo, Dad, what's up? How you doing?"
0: Right. You- so again, I I'll stand on what I said. We're selfish. We're thinking about ourselves and we're not thinking about the persons. A lot of times we already know that whatever we were beefing about was really probably some petty shit for real. Or it was on some somebody trespassed against you and you can't believe how could you do this to me? I'm your man's. I'm your girl. Like I stood in the gap for you. Here's the deal. When people hurt you, they hurt themselves. Hurt people hurt and when you forgive, when we're supposed to be forgiving, it's not for them; it's for us. So, say for so for example, we talked about you talked about your father. I said today's my father's birthday. I had to forgive my father as well, right? My father abandoned Thomas McMillan, divorced my mother, married remarried another woman who he had a baby with, my bonus sister Jaleen, who's older than my youngest sister. Right, check that out. Moved to Atlanta when hot Atlanta didn't even know it was hot. Had this whole other existence. And my sisters and I went to his home growing celebration in January 2016. And there were individuals that didn't even know us. I'm his oldest daughter. Mm. Ooh, can you imagine? But had I not made peace with that, that would have fucked my head all the way up. There were individuals coming up. Talking about how he was such a good person and how he was a role model for such and such son. And I'm like, well, who are you talking to? Who are you talking about? Because I don't know who this this man, Harpo, who this man, (laughs) who this woman is here. Right. I'm like, "What? what? But I make peace with that. Yeah. and it and and it takes a big person it takes a secure person it takes a confident person to make peace and just say you know what you might not have known the harm and the pain that you've caused and i forgive you for that because i need to move on so we don't Again, we we feel bad because we know that we should have buried that. We should have fixed it before it got to that particular point. And now that person has gone on to another place. Some people say a better place and you got to walk around mm. with that pain. That's why we tripping. So th-
1: what, if, what, if, what if you get up in heaven and God tells you, why didn't you settle that beef? What was holding you back from settling on that beef?
0: Well, I settled. Oh, he like,
1: already know, but he just want to hear no from beef. you because <laughs> oh, I settled. Because I settled what them.
0: Any, why,
1: what what Yo, was I, really holding then, you back from that?
0: And then, and then in that, I think that's one of the other things too that kind of keeps us from doing the work of being legendary. Mm. Because we're holding all of these bags, all of this negativity from all of these spaces that we had an opportunity to intersect and connect with. And we can't stand in that authentic space, that Mamba mentality, because we are narrating all of these other stories, the subconscious mind, you talked about that three seconds, the mm-hmm. subconscious mind is stronger than the conscious mind, right? Jade, you know, um, Shamir will tell you, if you've been in my class, I talk about the subconscious mind. It is the strongest. And if you do not change your imagery in your mind, it will play itself out in other ways. And it will show up and you be like, well, how did that present itself? Because you sent for it mm. because you said it, mm. you said it. So when people are carrying that around, they want to now, oh my goodness, they are coming. they're crying and the people falling on a casket because it probably meant that they needed to have settled something yep. with a person and they did not. Yep. So guess what? Our evening enhancement for all of you, the CTA, the call to action, mm. would be settle that beef, Word. put that thing all the way to the side Life and remember- short. It is not about the other person. It's straight about you. So then that way you can clear your mind, your heart, your soul of whatever you need to. So you can get on to being about your legacy because we're celebrating you right now.
1: Life is short, y'all.
0: Please believe it.
1: Life is short, man. Believe it, please. RIP to pop smoke and all the fallen legends that have gone and transitioned before us. But I will leave you all with this. y'all. If you do have this unsettled, issue or you know you feel that people are immortal Mm. you know um you have another thing coming y'all because tomorrow's not promised and i'll leave it at that y'all it's for the love of we out Peace. peace